For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by a donation from Ricardo, and here's what he has to say. Hi Sandman, I'd really like to see you make a video warning all men to stay away from nightclubs, and how the entire thing is rigged, and how men, no matter where they live, should boycott them at all costs. Well, thanks for your donation, Ricardo, as well as your suggestion. And I haven't been to a nightclub in over five years and I haven't thought about the dynamics of male-female relationships in nightclubs for at least a decade. And I also have to agree with you that nightclubs are ridiculous. Before you enter a nightclub, there's usually a long lineup outside, but when you finally get inside, it's usually empty. And the idea is for the owners, promoters, and bouncers to create the illusion of artificial scarcity, and to create the impression that once you get inside, there are tons of people having a great time, and on the outside of the club, there are tons of people clamoring to get in. And that's why these lineups are there to begin with. And now that it's winter here in Toronto, Canada, in our club district you see hundreds of women braving the cold weather in nothing more than short miniskirts and ultra-high heels to get into those clubs. And to be honest, I never gave this much thought. I always saw these women literally freezing their asses off and thought to myself, what a bunch of idiots. But now that I see men and women differently after taking the red pill, I have to look at this again. So I'll start with the high heels that women wear when they go clubbing. Most of us have heard that high heels make women more attractive because they accentuate their legs, thus making their legs look thinner and making them appear more sexy. But high heels also change men's behavior. And high heels are the female footwear of choice in most club environments. And here's what the Huffington Post says on this particular matter. Flats may be all the rage these days, but a provocative new study from France suggests that high heels do a better job of helping women get what they want from men. In one experiment, a woman stood on the street and asked passerbys to complete a survey. When the woman was wearing flats, 25 out of the 60 men that approached her, or 42%, agreed to pause and take the survey. However, when the woman wore 2-inch heels, 36 out of the 6 men, or 60%, agreed to take the same survey. And that number spiked to 49 out of 60 men, or roughly 82%, when women wore 4-inch heels. And I'm adding a link to that particular article in the description as well. And now I see high heels as a shit test, because they take men and subconsciously change our behavior to be more helpful to women. And in doing so, a man is more likely to become a mangina. But if a man remains one of those 18% of men that aren't very helpful to women, when they're wearing those high heels, then that guy's basically passed the shit test. So the next time you see a woman in super high stiletto heels, lined up outside of a club, or even inside of a club, know that those shoes will make 82% of men more helpful for that woman. And by more helpful, this is probably in order to make us more helpful and buy them drinks, or to cover the food bill or bottle service. But isn't this ironic because at the same time, high heels are supposed to be the symbol of oppressive patriarchy. How can high heel shoes that manipulate men to be more giving to women be considered oppressive? And why do you think women are obsessed with shoes? They often have dozens or even hundreds of pairs of shoes because of the power that those shoes give them over men. 
And now French scientific research mentioned in the Huffington Post article that I read to you also talks about it. I could actually do an entire video on women's footwear, and I'll probably do one in the future. But I think the issue of shoes goes further than just wasting money on them, and that's usually the way that men see it. I think it's all about power and status with both men and women. With regards to clubbing, I remember my last club experience where I went out with women wearing flat-heeled shoes and pants instead of high-heeled shoes and miniskirts, and they were passed over by the bouncers over and over again. Higher heels are also more likely to make women appear more vulnerable outside of the club, and therefore bouncers are more likely to let them in because the shoes turn on their natural protective instincts. The same goes for women that are dressed provocatively standing outside of a club when it's minus 20 outside. A rational woman wouldn't be doing this unless it serves her best interests. Dressing like sluts and heading into a club makes women appear vulnerable and thus attract attention from men while they walk past the club. And because of that, they're more likely to line up to that club themselves because their instinct is to protect those poor cold women shivering together standing naked in the street in their four-inch heels. And once they get into the club, they're far more likely to buy them drinks as well to warm them up. So you see, deciding to buy a woman a drink in a bar or club begins well before you enter that club. Women are seducing men for their resources outside of clubs. And when both of them get inside, the man's feelings of sympathy have already been stirred and stimulated, so he's more likely to give her what she wants. When I first started going out to nightclubs, I was 15 years old and started going to all-ages events. These events didn't serve alcohol unless you were over 19. And these events were filled with guys ranging from 14 to their late 20s. And most of the girls in these nightclubs were 14 to 18 years of age. Remember, back in the 90s, the legal age of consent in Canada was 14. So you could be a guy in his mid to late 20s picking up 14 or 15 year olds to sleep with. And it would be perfectly legal in this country back then. However, the age of consent today has been raised to 16. And I didn't realize this when I was growing up. But when I got into my early 20s, I didn't really care about club culture anymore. What I could have been doing in my 20s was going out to all-ages clubs and getting together with teenage girls that hadn't been riding the cock carousel for many years to speak of. And most of those girls were still very young and naive and probably as nice as they would ever be with regards to their physical and mental states. But instead, I chose to get into relationships instead of playing the field. The myth that the age of 18 was the legal age of consent in Canada was very prevalent back then because we grew up watching American films where older guys sleeping with girls under 18 were going to jail. And they should have taught us this back in sex ed when we were in high school. But once I was in my early 20s, clubs lost their luster for me. Because girls expected you to purchase drinks for them. Because if you didn't, then older guys would. And you would basically be spending the night alone. And once women start seeing men as drink dispensers and resources, the club environment goes from being one of equality to being one where women exploit and men are exploited. You are a woman's ticket to having a good time. And then you get to drive her home and hope that she doesn't puke all over your car. And for women, this is perfectly socially acceptable behavior. If you walk around the streets in any major club district after 1 or 2 a.m., you see all the women puking everywhere. And cab drivers are often scared to pick up people that will puke all over their cabs. The weekend is when cabbies make the bulk of their money. But not if one of your fares pukes all over the cab and you can't drive it for the rest of the night. Another hazard for men in nightclubs are the bouncers. Many women get in good with the bouncers. And I've known women that have dated bouncers, and these guys would let them into these clubs ahead of the line or for free. Women going to clubs often manipulate the bouncers to get into those clubs quicker and for free. Many women that I've known would keep track of these bouncers and where they worked. And in the past, I had no idea why they would need to keep track of so many guys. 
If you have a group of five girls and they each know a handful of bouncers at different clubs, then between the group, they have shortcuts to get through the lines into each and every single one of these clubs. As a collective, women often pool their social resources together when manipulating bouncers and other men so they get more access to exclusive clubs. And I've seen this firsthand, and it's often sickening. Once you get into a nightclub, then women often exploit the men inside by getting them to buy drinks. They get the free admission from the bouncer friends, and then they get free drinks and attention from men inside. If that's not enough reason to stay away from women that go clubbing, or stay away from clubs in general, then I don't know what is. What's sad for most men going to clubs here in Canada is that they often nurse the same one or two drinks the entire night so they can afford to buy drinks for women. Or guys drink before they go out while they're still at home. That way they can afford to get drunk when they go out, as well as pay for drinks for themselves and for the women that they meet. When I was younger, I would often go to all-ages clubs and pay 10 or $20 to enter the establishment. And once I was in my 20s, I would go to clubs for free, but felt obligated to buy drinks and purchase them for women. Once men start buying women drinks, they fail the shit test and lose their self-respect. Because buying women drinks and dinner are yet another form of shit test. In the United States, you can often get drunk for $20 to $30. However, in Canada, it's usually $50 to $60 because alcohol is far more expensive here. My experience in my early 20s going to a Florida nightclub was more fun than any Canadian club I ever went to in my life. In Florida, I saw a wet t-shirt contest in one night, as well as a thong competition, and I had girls grinding up into me. These types of things would never happen here in Canada. Canadian girls seem way too stuck up for this. And I think that clubs can often be a lot of fun until you're in your early to mid-twenties. After that, they're a complete waste of time. But for God's sakes, don't go clubbing to find a girlfriend. If women going to clubs are using bouncers and men to buy them drinks, do you really think they won't be using you the first chance they get if you date them? Many of my friends when they were younger would date girls that they met while clubbing, and it always ended terribly. And if you're thinking about starting your own club or promoting an existing one, don't even bother. The few club promoters I knew when I was younger would lose money, and the only way they would break even is if they were selling drugs to club patrons. Clubs are not like casinos where the house always wins. Instead, it always seems to be that women are the ones in clubs that are winners, and everyone else either loses or breaks even. Anyways, thanks again for your donation and topic suggestion, Ricardo. As for everyone else, thanks for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.